This is for all my family members who I know are listening right now. Can y'all stop telling me that DC is dangerous? I don't know if you know this, but I already live here. Uh, I signed a lease, and the lease is for a year. And it doesn't help every time you tell me your specific story of some horror that you've heard go down in DC. This is actually happening all the time now. Like, even with people I haven't spoken to in years. They'll just see that I moved and been like, oh, wow, good for you. Move went well, job going good, and your mom's good, whole family. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I heard from a cab driver that people get shot, like, all the time. Um, okay. Thanks for that. Did your cab driver live in my neighborhood? Was this recent? Is this information helpful for me at all? That's the equivalent of knowing that your friend is picking out a dog, watching them go through the whole process of deciding on breeds, deciding on gender, going to the shelter, playing with them, meeting them, bringing the dog home. You meet their dog for the first time, and then you go, that dog's ugly. Where were you the whole rest of the time? Huh? You're not a part of the process? You don't get to be a part of the criticism. My roommate and I were actually in an Uber the other night and the driver told us that in the 80s, our neighborhood housed the quote-unquote biggest drug dealer in the United States. (laughs) Which, like, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say to that. Like, again, it's been a lot of years since the 80s. A lot has happened in the world since then and in our neighborhood. Well, really, only one thing has happened. It's gentrification. Gentrification has happened in our neighborhood. And, like, obviously, I accept that I am the gentrification, you know, getting my Uber back from a bar to my building that apparently displaced a whole drug operation. But I will say, when you're new to an area and everyone in your life is telling you that it's dangerous, it's hard not to be kind of spooked. I started getting real paranoid, because, again, I do look like the gentrification. And at some point, I was like, the only way to keep ourselves safe is to try to be the dangerous ones. It's like how women will dress in baggy clothes and try to walk tough not to be a target, but for my apartment. I was like, okay, we just have to become a bigger trap house so that we won't seem like the most obvious victims on our block. Let's just, like, rough up the outside. No one wants to nab the girls coming out of the house with trash all over the street. If I ever make it to episode two, we'll see if I figured out how to pose as a drug kingpin in order to scare people away from my block. This is Camelia. Please pick up the phone. Today I want to talk about an issue plaguing America. Men never have good-looking bedrooms. And I could go on and on about this, but let's hone in on what's really the cornerstone of room decor. The bed. All men share the same four comforters. I'm absolutely convinced by this. I've been thinking about this theory for so many years that I literally tally up the categories in my head every time I see a man's room, and I've only seen one that doesn't fit. First up, we have the I only buy products that are labeled for men. These comforters are always patterns, usually plaid but could be stripes or some other sort of manly thing with squares. They're multicolored, typically some combination of blue, green, red, and black. 
These are the types of men that do the bare minimum. Someone else bought them this comforter, probably their mom, when they were going to college and they never bothered to get a new one. Or their mom made them buy a comforter and they walked into a store, picked the first thing labeled man, and here it is. This is a guy that knows how to do his dishes, but doesn't think it's necessary to own more than like one pan and one pot because they all do the same thing anyway. Next, we have the unbearably boring. This is for men whose comforter is solid gray or solid black. And that's it. This guy gives absolutely no fucks about how his room looks, and if you call him out for it, he'll justify it by saying it's minimalist. There is a 100% chance he will try to impress you with his superior taste in music, but there's nothing else we can really say about this guy, because let's face it, he's boring. Now we've got the I'm not like other girls for men who have an unusual texture or fabric to their comforter. It's still a solid blue, but it might be silky, jersey knit, maybe some linen or even denim, a waffle weave, anything to stand out from the crowd. These men are definitely proud of how their room looks, and they will remind you that they know the name of one type of fabric, and isn't that amazing, and aren't they better than all other men ever? We do have to give them half credit for attempting something stylish, but we also can't give them full credit because it's still basic enough that they ended up on this list. And finally, the dreaded final category, which shouldn't even count because it's not a comforter, but it's so common that we had to talk about it. This is for men that have one single blanket over some sheets, and that's it. Most often it's that one Target fuzzy blanket, the one that's $19.99 and comes in every color and is always at the end cap of the aisle, so you pick one up because why the hell not? The other absolutely unspeakable option is a knitted blanket, definitely giving off. My grandma made this for me with her own two hands, and now I lay under it with my bare-naked, sweaty body after I fucked a girl energy. I think we all know what kind of guy this is. A bachelor to the max, unapologetic about wanting everything to be catered to him. If he's in his 20s, he still hasn't figured out that other people can have their own emotions and that he could consider those feelings when he makes decisions. If he's in his 30s, he knows, but just doesn't care. And this type of guy is missing a lot of other home essentials. I will bet every dollar I have that this man doesn't have any lamps or sources of light in his house other than the ones built in. Floss, a water pick, or anything related to dental hygiene other than a toothbrush. A charging cord that's not frayed and doesn't have wires sticking out of it. And finally, of course, there's no way he has more than one pillow. And not just on the bed, anywhere. No couch pillows, no chairs with padding can be found at this dude's place. Now, I'm not just saying all this because I want to roast men, although actually, yes, I am. But (laughs) I'm rooting for you guys. I really am. Pottery Barn, West Elm, Macy's, hell, even Target. Gentlemen, they are waiting for you. All you've got to do is drop by one of those stores and pick out something with some earth tones, maybe a subtle pattern, and you're going to get vagina flung at you from all sides. I really think you can do it, guys. I think it's time to level up these rooms and find something that you like that also doesn't look like it could have been picked out in the dark. And if you are one of the rare, rare men to break the mold, or you know someone who is, please send me a pic of your comforter so maybe we can get some style info going here. And since I've been spending so much time thinking about basic men, I've also been spending a lot of time thinking about Harry Potter. Around the time Harry Potter came out, if you were in elementary or middle school during those years, oh my god, you hit the jackpot. Not just Harry Potter, 
but Percy Jackson, all of the dystopian ones. You had freaking Hunger Games. Um, There were ones about, like, Girls at Spy Academy. There were other magic ones, like, based on Harry Potter. Every single book was, like, fantasy, adventure, basically, like, some kid who lived some life going to save the world, even though they were, like, 14. But Harry Potter seems to really stick in my mind more than most of the others and it does so for everybody like i'll just be listening to podcasts uh or like you know watching tv or something and people just reference harry potter a lot and you never hear somebody just drop like a tris from divergent like that's (laughs) that's not in the like cultural mainstream so i was trying to figure out why harry potter has the staying power that none of the other series have been able to achieve. And honestly, I think I finally figured it out. Harry Potter is more likable because he's just some dude. Let me explain. So, like, Katniss Everdeen from The Hunger Games is supposed to be, like, this tough chick. She taught herself to hunt. She's, like, supporting her single mom and younger sister. She volunteers to save her sister. She, like, defeats the odds to win the Hunger Games. That's that's a spoiler if you haven't read the Hunger Games, but if it's 2022 and you're still planning on reading the Hunger Games, I feel like that's kind of your bad. So, the point being, Katniss Everdeen is not relatable, right? Like, I, I'm not a fighter or a hunter or a gatherer or tough in any way. I've never sacrificed anything for my family in that sort of degree. Um, And like, well, I'd like to think that I would. She's really got the one up on me there. But Harry Potter. Harry Potter is just some dude. He's just some fucking kid. Like, if you think back to your middle school, this, like, some kid, he, like, wasn't cool, but he he was, like, a little nerdy, but, like, nobody really, like, picked on him. He was kind of, like, just there. He was, you know, just, like, floated through. And then he saves the whole wizarding world because he's a wizard. Imagine that, because that's who Harry Potter is. And it's way easier to root for someone who's just, like, kind of bumbling around and I know I sound like I'm just really shitting on poor Harry here but I actually think it's a really good thing like it's kind of cool to read a book and be like I'm mediocre as hell and I could probably save the whole wizarding world if that's all it takes (laughs) and I feel like this really should give us all a little more hope and faith in ourselves when it comes to our actual goals um, in real life. And it kind of makes me think back to when I was a kid and all of the crazy things that I wanted to be when I grow up. And I know we all have this because it's like, you're like, oh, I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to be a basketball player. But when you really think back, there were definitely some weird things you wanted to be that 
don't really come from anything other than like your crazy kid brain. And my dream job when I was around eight was to be the lead singer of a band. I was trying to convince all my friends to start this band with me and we were going to be super big. And I was going to write all of these songs for us. And I decided that we were just going to start by performing covers because honestly, that takes less work. Now, my favorite song at the time was Empire Suit of Mine by Jay-Z. So I was like, we'll start with this one. And then I was informed by one of my cooler friends that about half the words in the song, I cannot say. And I was like, oh shit. Um, I, <laughs> if you take out all the words that I can't say, we're <laughs> really not left with much of a song. Um, so I decided there was no other option than for me to write my own rap that we would sing in place of all of Jay-Z's verses. So we would just do Alicia Keys chorus and then I would just write a rap to fill the rest of the song. Um, I didn't really understand how hip-hop worked, so I um, wrote the worst rap ever about how much I love New York and going to see my family. And I wish on everything that I still had that but I just think that's so funny like I had no knowledge of like anything about Jay-Z or anything about hip-hop but I was like yeah I will write a rap and I will be good at it and that's Harry Potter energy it really is taking a quick break from this episode of Pick Up the Phone to tell you guys about our amazing sponsor, Audacity. Are you hopeless with technology, but still want to start a podcast? Do you need a bare-bones audio editor with the fewest amount of options possible? Try Audacity. Audacity, the absolutely free audio editing software that is definitely paying us for this sponsorship. Use code CAM for 100% off the Audacity software. Again, that's CAM, C-A-M, for 100% off. And thank you, Audacity, for allowing me to add multiple audio clips together without paying any money. My parents have been in this recurring argument lately because my dad thinks that my mom's cooking doesn't have enough flavor. And, okay, for all of my four listeners, you guys got to keep this on the DL because if my parents find out I'm talking about this online, they're going to kill me. But this really is, and it's it's kind of a uh, thing that flares up every so often. My dad's been making the joke for years, but he's really been digging it in a lot lately. Um it all started because she mentioned this recipe that she was going to make for him over the weekend. And then he said in a way that was like, I guess supposed to be so that she wouldn't hear it, but she was right there and it was very loud. So clearly he knew she was going to hear it. He was like, Oh, her bland chicken. And you know, nobody wants to hear that their chicken is bland. Even people who cook bland chicken, So she was like, really? You know how like when moms 
turn to their husband and they're like, really? Really? You know what that means. Because women are so well-conditioned to not make a scene. All they've got to say is like a little polite, really? And you know, shit's about to go down as soon as they're not in front of anybody else. So I thought that that was just it. And then next time I called my parents, my dad picks up the phone. He goes, hey, I think your mom's still making her bland chicken tonight. I hear her in the background make a noise. I'm like, God damn, we are one second into this phone call. Let the woman live. But there it was. And sure enough, she had heard it. So the whole call was super tense and awkward. Next call, my mom's like, I didn't end up making the chicken. My dad's like, oh, her bland chicken, her unseasoned chicken. Yeah, we didn't have that. We're going to have something else with some flavor. I'm like, at this point, I'm like, dad, I was on your side. I really was. But now, now I'm kind of on hers. Has that ever happened to you guys? Your parents are in an argument and you're like, tennis match going back and forth but like you kind of have like a winner picked out in your mind like you're kind of rooting for somebody a little bit so um but basically at this point my dad has brought this up enough times i can tell my mom's starting to get upset usually it's just like haha whatever you don't like my seasoning you can add some more and that's that but he's brought it up enough times in a row that like she's clearly starting to feel a little more upset and like worried about her cooking so I'm like I can't actually fix this problem the only thing I can do is be a clown and make her laugh so I told her that I I made up this joke and then I thought about it and now I actually think this is the greatest business idea I've ever had picture this a new line of ingredients and sauces, and instead of Newman's own, like picture a Newman's own-esque label, but instead of Newman's own, it says Lisa's Bland. Lisa's Bland. Registered trademark. I think, (laughs) I think this show would be a hit. Listen, Lisa's Bland. Registered trademark. Salsa? For when you say you like salsa? But you actually just like some cut up tomatoes with no spice? That's there for you. Lisa's bland. Registered trademark. Vinaigrette. For when you're trying to be healthy, but you don't actually like the taste of vinegar on your salad. Lisa's bland. Registered trademark. Crackers. This one's perfect. Crackers are already bland. You know what you're getting yourself into. You don't want crackers with too much flavor. That's too intimidating for the cheese. And listen. We could expand beyond food into everyday household items. Lisa's bland. Registered trademark. Toothpaste. For when you've got to get those teeth clean, but you just don't like mint all up in your mouth. Lisa's bland rubbing alcohol. Registered trademark. For when you've got to clean some stuff, but you just don't want it stinking up the whole house. Lisa's bland cannabis registered trademark for when you want to get a little high but not too high and you definitely don't want the rest of your family to smell that you're getting high 
Catch us in Whole Foods and Trader Joe's only, coming soon in late 2022. You've reached the voicemail of Camellia. Please hang up and dial again. for listening to this episode of pick up the phone our show would not be possible without the support of our amazing team our executive producer is camelia pastor our audio editor is camelia pastor our graphic designer is camelia pastor our marketing team camelia and pastor sales and analytics camelia pastor and of course this season's intern is camelia pastor